Faith, Hope and Love, episode 281, the second Sunday of Lent, year B. In today's first reading, we hear of Abraham and his extraordinary journey of faith. The story of Abraham being asked by God to deliberately go to the mountain of Moriah and sacrifice someone he loved more than his own life is striking to say the least, horrifying to say the most. It's really important to keep in mind that it is after all God who is the one stopping the hand of Abraham. In fact, this incident is a foretaste of what God alone proposes to do to save humanity. For out of astounding love and faithfulness to us, who were not worthy, God, our Heavenly Father, did not even spare His only Son, Jesus, who willingly died in order to save us all. God is willing to sacrifice Himself in love in order to save everyone. It is the Father and the Son united who willingly sacrifice so much for us. God spares nothing for us and goes to the ultimate length of sharing complete solidarity with us. In life and death, in joy and devastation, God gives us everything he has. God holds nothing back. It is impossible to truly and fully understand the depths of this unmerited love and commitment that God has given to us. This Sunday we hear of Abraham and we also hear of the transfiguration story. Despite its vividness, its drama and even the horror of Isaac's near sacrifice, the main point of this passage, shown in such stark and unavoidable clarity, is that Abraham's faith in God is utterly complete, without reserve. Abraham, in his long journey of faith, has learned complete trust in God's promises. Abraham and Isaac's unswerving obedience to God and trust in God's faithfulness, particularly trust that God will provide, is a foreshadowing of the absolute generosity, faithfulness, sacrifice and love that God the Father and Jesus the Son show the world. Abraham and his sacrifice is a prototype for Christ's death for us on the cross. The comparisons are deep, and we can't go into it in detail here, but Abraham's beloved son even carries the wood of his own sacrifice. Jesus himself carries the wood of his own cross for his sacrifice. A ram is found caught amongst the thorns and replaced Isaac as the sacrifice. Jesus is crowned with thorns and becomes the sacrifice to save sinners. Abraham goes to Mount Moriah for the sacrifice. This place would later be known as the city of Jerusalem. Our Lord offers his life in Jerusalem and so on. Only God would give up so much out of love to save us. In the Gospel, Peter, James and John also find deeper faith on the mountain as they see Jesus as he truly and fully is, in his full glory. These scenes give us a taste of Easter glory that's to come and challenges us to believe completely that Jesus is truly and completely everything he says he is. Even the disciples didn't always fully see Jesus clearly. And this is so even though they had the singular benefit of being with him almost all the time. Did they become so familiar with him that they occasionally stopped seeing him? Stopped learning from him? And took for granted Christ who was amongst them all the time? 
Did they project onto him their expectations, or even lack of expectations at times, instead of being open to what he truly was offering? But Abraham and the disciples, and us too in these present days, we all can learn to deepen our understanding of God's ways. In Lent, let us take some time to try and see Jesus more clearly. Let us not allow familiarity obscure his glory and his challenging message. We all need a transfiguration of our image of God once in a while to ensure we see God more clearly as God is, not how we want God to be. May this season of Lent ensure that we're not fashioning God according to our convenience or according to our own image and likeness, but rather encountering God in Jesus in the fullness of his radical message, in the truth of who he is. Like Abraham, can we put our complete and utter trust in God even when we don't understand the meaning of what might be happening to us at different moments in our lives? Will we trust utterly in Christ and be humble and completely obedient to him and his vision? Lent is about removing any obstacles to our faith, but also about choosing to let Jesus be the meaning of our lives, the centre of them. Let's walk in the light of the Lord, and just as Jesus is transfigured, may our understanding and perception of who Jesus is be truly transformed. This is Faith, Hope and Love. has spoken, seek his face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face from me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. May God's joy and peace be with everyone today, and welcome as we gather to reflect upon Holy Scriptures and the sacraments as we journey along the second Sunday of Lent. Brothers and sisters, let's acknowledge our sins and prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, 
through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray that God will give us nourishment. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. When Abraham and Isaac came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. The angel said, Do not lay your hand on the boy, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you. And I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven 
and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. The word of the Lord. I will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted even when I said, I am sorely afflicted. O precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful. Your servant, Lord, your servant am I. You have loosened my bonds. A thanksgiving sacrifice I make, I will call on the Lord's name. My vows to the Lord I will fulfill before all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. I will walk in the presence of the Lord, in the land of the living. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own Son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also Give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The Word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the shining cloud the Father's voice was heard. This is my beloved Son, Hear him. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. 
Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord When Father Richard Leonard, who is going to be leading our parish mission in March, wrote his now famous book, Where the Hell is God? He begins by telling us the tragic story of his sister Tracy, becoming a paraplegic following a vehicle accident. In an attempt to comfort him, some person suggested to him that God might be testing his faith during his, this difficult time. Richard then tells us that he realised he couldn't believe in a God who would send pain and suffering as a test of his love and faithfulness. But his question really was, where is God in the middle of all this chaos? And while he acknowledged that this was a very testing time, it was more about keeping God close amid all the stress and confusion. In times of uncertainty and upheaval, we often get flooded with questions that don't always have an easy answer. Or perhaps we're in such a state of mind that no explanation makes sense at the time. When we're looking for causes and solutions, we sometimes look to apportion blame, and sometimes God is in the firing line. Why would God do this, we say? What does God want from me? Have we made God responsible for all that is good and therefore all that is bad in the world? And what will happen to us if we don't pass the test? How can we proclaim God as loving and kind and yet would make us go through agony just to see if we really loved him? So these are some of the many questions that arise in our mind if we accept that God imposes suffering in our lives. But what if God is not the cause, but the consolation, the comforter in time of suffering? Now, today we hear the story of Abraham and Isaac in the first reading, and we are understandably shocked. What we find most disturbing is the image of God that comes across. What God appears to be asking of Abraham is so cruel and unjust. We're revolted by the idea, by the very idea that the elderly Abraham would be asked by God to sacrifice his son Isaac. The aim of the story is supposed to evoke horror at the very idea that God would demand human sacrifice. It's the very opposite of our first impression. Abraham lived among the Canaanites who practiced human sacrifice, 
So somehow Abraham got the idea that this is what God wanted. But fortunately God intervened and showed him otherwise. This story was meant to put an end to seeking suffering and pain as a proof of our love of God. What Jesus eventually made very clear was that God did not mete out hurt for hurt, pain for pain or life for life. And this was not really understood by those who lived in the Old Testament times. One thing the story clearly tells us is the depth of Abraham's faith. He was prepared to sacrifice that which was dearest to him. And his extraordinary faith was rewarded in an extraordinary way. No wonder we call Abraham our father in faith. Now the story condemns the idea of honouring God by taking a life. But Jesus introduced something that is much more challenging. The idea of honouring God by giving our life in the service of God and others. He set the example himself. God didn't demand his life from him. He gave it freely in the service of his brothers and sisters. And this is the very point that Paul is making to the Romans today when he says that with God on our side we can face anything. Even as Jesus must have sensed that in going to Jerusalem a violent death awaited him, he must have reflected on what he'd heard at Mount Tabor. You are my son, the beloved. I am pleased with you. This assurance would have given him the strength to face the future, whatever it held. To know that nothing can separate us from the love of God is our strength in time of weakness, our hope in time of adversity. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray that all people may see the salvation of God. that the Church may continue to proclaim the good news of forgiveness for all who repent of wrongdoing. Lord, hear us. That those who live without hope may gain comfort from this season of waiting for the Lord. Lord, hear us. That we may always admit our need for reconciliation and heed the message of John the Baptist to repent and believe in the good news. Lord, hear us. May all of us, united in worship of God, 
together foster a true kindling of the Spirit in our homes and hearts. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, for healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the faithful departed, that they may enter eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Shepherd God, you feed your flock and gather your lambs. We ask you to listen to our prayers which we make in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, 
that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks, everyone, and may God's grace strengthen you along this Lenten journey. And may the Lord's love surprise you, even in the trials and challenges of this coming week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures forever, and keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.